Welcome into the newest episode of Side Mission. I, like always, am your host, Rosalie Storm, but all three of the boys, Kyle, Matt, and Thacker, they finally all made it here. They all stopped being lazy pricks for one reason or another, and they all made it here. So now we're going to talk about some Last of Us. They're all mad as fuck that I'm about to call them out like that. Damn. <laughs> it's okay, boys. Y'all, we roast each other. It's okay. But we're talking about Last of Us. God, what episode are we on now? Episode six? Episode six, six. yeah. Yeah. Good lord. They're, they all kind of, I don't want to say they all blur together, but... God, it's amazing how deep into the season we already are. Uh, episode six, I think we can all say, pretty damn fantastic, I thought. I, I don't know what the three of you thought as a whole. I don't think we talked a lot about it before recording. Uh, let's just get general thoughts, though. Kyle, not much action, this one. Not a lot of action, but I feel like the emotional and the character building, I feel like those aspects of this were probably top-notch as far as comparing to the other five episodes. Absolutely. The amount of i think dialogue in this episode between you know a lot of key characters we've been waiting to see of course we're starting off again with some more joel and ellie which i really like that we have really been taking a deep dive into you know their relationship is seeing it kind of grow and you know them bond because this episode i think is really where shit peaked and you know, there was a brig, a, a brig, a big breaking point in, you know, the middle of the episode where I really felt that tension between them. And I think it was amazing. I think uh, getting to see Tommy again was very, very yes. heartwarming. Um, there was a lot. I think there were a couple of new characters as well that we were intro- or introduced to, as well as getting a sneak peek at a character that may be coming in later, uh, season two. But yeah, overall, I thought that this was a fantastic episode. Despite there not being a lot of action, I think the next few episodes will probably end up making up for that. Before we continue, I just want to ask, make sure we're all on the same page. That 100% was Dina, right? Yes. Oh, I believe so. Yes. Okay, good. I, I yes. hope that uh, Thacker's currently muted, so he's probably answering. He just took himself off mute. I, I 100% <laughs> believe that that was Dina. This is the episode uh, we just know everyone. <laughs> oh, every, everybody can catch these strays. And, and, and you can thank Nintendo for not getting me my Metroid Prime for, for everybody catching these strays. There, there will be an episode coming on that. It's not this one, though. Uh, that 100% was Dina. I'm not going to lie. I did crack up a little bit at Ellie's kind of going after her a little bit. There was something about it that Bella Ramsey, the way she oh. delivered the lines, I just thought it was hysterical. But in a good way, not not like oh it's cheesy, it's bad dialogue, it's pulling out like that. I thought it was, I thought it was funny in the best way possible, just knowing like where these characters will go. Uh, Matt, a character that me and you have both talked a lot about, Tommy Gabriel Luna, has absolutely killed it as Tommy so far, and I don't know what I don't know exactly. I can't pinpoint why it is. I like his portrayal, but I like that it's not just a caricature. Like it would have been very easy. To get Jeffrey Pierce. He was he's literally already in the show, right? Like it'd be so easy to get Jeffrey Pierce. Talk about why Gabriel Luna is so good as Tommy, in your opinion, because I feel like in terms of this this iteration of him, I almost like this version of Tommy more than I like the version in the games. Yeah, I gotta say I'm actually liking a lot of the actors' versions of the characters that they're portraying yes. for the game. Like, they're not trying to be carbon copies and trying to copy exactly, because if I remember um correctly that a lot of them have never even played the game because they were told not to by Neil Druckmann. Um, yes. So the fact that they are, you know, playing the characters just based off of the script alone, they have like a little bit of information about their backstories and that, you know, that's all they're given, but they're playing these characters as if 
they are playing like like this is the first time like the TV show isn't based off of a game, but it's just you know it's just a show. Like these characters are brand newly written; they're not based off of anything, and that's how I like how the actors are taking it. Like uh, Gabriel Luna as as Tommy has definitely separated himself so much. Like I do not see the the game version whatsoever. I agree. I agree with that. And I think that his his chemistry with Pedro uh, Pascal is is fantastic. But Pedro Pascal has been doing a great job. Like his chemistry with all the actors so far has been so great. And uh, Gabriel is doing a fantastic job as, you know, his own version of Tommy. Like the thing that I love about watching him on screen is that during every conversation and dialogue that he has with whatever characters, you can tell he, he's got so much going on in his head. Like he's constantly thinking and it shows like on his facial expressions. Yeah. Like, like in this episode, we find out about like what happened with him after he separated from Joel and how he separated from the fireflies and how he regrets their past of, you know, you know, they, he straight up calls them. We were murderers, Joel, like we killed people and he's trying to move on past all that. He's found forgiveness with, I believe Maria, her name. Yeah. Maria. And, you know, we find out that he's he's married and like he has his whole life in um in, in Boston, I think. Not Boston, excuse in me. Jackson? Um, in Jackson. I'm sorry. I am. This dude. <laughs> Man. <laughs> <in Boston. laughs> I failed geography. <laughs> well, that homeschool education really showed Woo! me. Call me on my homeschool. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, in, in it's Jackson, okay. Thacker really went really to Bartlett. Kyle went to Munford. I went to Bryce. I went to Bolt. <laughs> Munford. Yeah. And I went Munford home. Did she? <laughs> 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 <You know? laughs> I went to yeah. Bolton. Oh, Thank you very much. Thing. The true BHS. I really like seeing how, like, you know, the life that he's taken in, in Jackson. How he's he's got he's he's married. He has a kid on the way. And we'll get a little bit more into that because there's like a big reveal in this episode. Yeah, that obviously he's got a kid on the way. And I think that adds quite a bit. It really makes you think, especially as someone that's played both of the games, you kind of know where the second game goes. That's going to get dark. That's going to get really dark in season two. And, and yep. it, a lot of the things that have happened in this season so far have made me look forward to season two. Uh, again, that was Dina. 100% that was. I'm not getting off of that. Anybody that says that wasn't, you're fucking stupid. Uh, anyways, <laughs> but what anyways, if the directors uh, come out saying that it wasn't? And they're stupid well, too. And they directed the wrong game and movie <laughs> and TV show <laughs> and playing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but oh, this, Lord. this episode has already gotten off the rails so bad. Good lord. <laughs> but but I think another interesting part of all this, and you don't see this in the game, uh, Joel deals with quite a bit of PTSD from the looks yeah. of everything deals with like a lot of the PTSD of losing Sarah. And again, it's not like it's, it's, it's hinted at somewhat in the game when Joel and Ellie have that, 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 that confrontation on the ranch, you know, the, like in the game, at least in the game, it's on the ranch here. It's in Jackson. It takes place, which we'll talk about Jackson here in a minute, because that was one of my other favorite parts of the episode. Um, it, you kind of see it a little bit where it's brought back. Like you see that like his daughter's death still clearly bothers him. But in this time, you see the panic attacks. You see, like, the moments where he actually, it bothers him, and it, it, it hampers him. And then he has that scene. That's probably one of the best scenes in the show so far, the one with him and Tommy where he says, I'm a failure. You know, I fail people, and I just know that I will fail this girl. 
eventually. This girl that is immune, that is the key to civilization, civilization survival, I will fail her one day. And you don't see that side of it in the game. In the game, Joel's just this hardened badass that, you know, you don't question anything he does, and he doesn't hesitate to do what he has to do to survive. Here, you see that it's very, very different. There's very much a human in there somewhere. So I thought that was that was something that really stood out to me. Thacker, let's talk about, I just kind of alluded to it, Jackson. The setting looks like they pulled it straight out of the game, and I loved every bit of it. Honestly, it looks amazing. It really does look like it did in the game with very, very minor differences. Uh, My biggest thing with it was you see these scenes in Jackson, you see everything going on, and it just kind of makes you feel like they really did their research. They really went through and found every right... angle to actually play this scene for or this set of scenes really but jackson looked amazing and every little conversation in it all the scenes from it you could really tell that this was a this was an area that was surviving and not really trying to really go out of their way to set up issues like they no, they just wanted to survive and get past all this no i agree i think that that's the, the in the game and in the show it's very interesting to get to jackson because it's the first kind of example of human civilization like before the outbreak kind of pre-outbreak it's that last example and it's funny because in the game you don't actually go to the town of Jackson, or at least not the settlement, in the first game at least. You don't really go there. You you spend most of your time outside of it. You go to the hydroelectric dam. You go to the ranch when Ellie runs off. And again, I, I like that they're not just going beat for beat with the game. And I've said this so many times, and I'll say it again, and I feel like, again, this is like a take a shot on the Last of Us episode when you hear Rusty say these words. For the people that are out there that are complaining that, oh, it's not exactly like the game and they didn't do this from the game, this, that, the other, I feel like you just need to play the game. I feel like the show is never going to be for you if you just want a carbon copy of, of the game. But but I, I loved it, and I felt like Jackson was the – it was really perfectly done. I think one thing, and Kyle, you could talk a little bit about this. I think that one thing that I haven't seen the, the directors and, and producers get a lot of credit for in this show – and they talk about it a lot, especially after this in the you know behind the scenes after the episode. They shot on location for most of these episodes. You know, yeah. most of these most of these scenes were shot on location, and they talked about it about how they you know they had to get approval from a lot of the businesses where Jackson was, you know, where it was staged. They had to get approval. Like, are you okay with this being in the show? Are you okay with us? You know, using you know, your storefront, all of this stuff. And I, I don't know, like there was just a part of that that made me appreciate it a little bit more. I, I think that really goes to show how far um, the production studio, the writers, the directors, everybody working on this project, on this show, will go to faithfully recreate scenes like that, that look directly ripped from the game. I mean, when they first got there, I almost... You know, it was like, yo, did we just transition into season two? Because it looked yeah. just like the very yes. beginning of, you know, part two, where it pans down, you just see the whole, you know, area with 
everything lit up and it's snowing. And I was like, that is definitely a scene from, you know, part two. But it was cool seeing it in season one. Um, I think that something that was also really interesting was seeing Ellie's reaction to living life, you know, outside of just surviving. Because the whole, the entire time she's been with, you know, the Fedra camp, then the Fireflies, then with Joel, she's just had to survive, survive, survive. And, you know, for just this short period of time, she gets to stay in the city, in this, or this town where everything feels normal. You know, the lights yeah. are on, there's people watching movies, there's kids playing outside, and, you know, you can go to restaurants and buy things from stores. It's it's such, you know, a unique perspective to see um, how she's just kind of reacting to all this for the first time. Um, but one thing I really want to talk about is something that they ripped directly from the game was when Joel went to go tell Ellie yes. that he's going to be leaving. Yes. And I liked that because they talked about that, about how that was one scene they did not want to change much at all. Mm-hmm. They wanted they wanted that scene to be as close to the original. And I think they did a great job with it, Kyle. They definitely did. I I could feel, like I was saying earlier, I could feel that tension between them. And when Ellie brought up Sarah, I, I went silent. I was like, oh, shit. And, you know, Joel just looked at her and said, no, don't talk about her. And, you know, oh, man, it was just it was so insane to see them, you know, really bringing this scene to life. Because it's also, I believe, one of the most memorable from the game. And this should satisfy anybody who's bitching about it not being, oh, it's too much, it's too different from the game. This is one of, I think, the core scenes from the game, from the story, because it's that breaking point where you see, you know, this whole time they've kind of been festering this back and forth, this, you know, awkward, I hate you, but also we're becoming friends. And right there, I think you see Joel just kind of snap. And the next morning... Ellie's thinking that, oh, you know, she's just going to be going with Tommy and Joel's gone. That's it. And he says that he decides to give her a choice. And he doesn't even, she doesn't even let him finish. She just says, we're going. (laughs) That was was uh, one of the best parts of the episode. That that really was. That was, I I think, such a hard scene for, you know, them to pull off. Because, I mean, imagine the amount of emotion that has to go into it to make it feel the way they did. And they absolutely nailed it. Um but I think that really also pushed us forward in, you know, their story, in the Joel and Ellie story, because what's coming next, I think, is going to be something everybody's going to remember from this, you know, first season. I'm super excited because this is one of my favorite parts of the game. Um, But yeah, it's it's really, I think, this was the episode... With there not being a lot of action, this was the episode for them to really bring out that character development. And I think they nailed it 100%. So, looking kind of down the road... Well, before we look down the road, let me say, I will say that there was one bit of critique I did have for this episode, and in watching it a second time, I felt this way even more. I didn't love that the entirety of the university section was kind of just compiled into one little like five minute segment. 
Yeah. Um, yes. I, I wish that that had been expanded upon a little bit, and there had been a little bit more exploring of the campus. There, there was the core stuff in there, save for the action. All a lot of the action from the game wasn't in this, and I was perfectly okay with that. But, but there wasn't really like again, there was that core like you know Joel kind of teaching Ellie about like what football is and how it works, you know, stuff like that, and then talking about how people would live at these dorms and would go to class and how. Joel has the funny one of the funniest lines of the game that I think never gets talked about is when he says, you know, hey, most of it's about partying and finding yourself. And <laughs> as somebody who's been to college, it's funny how true that is. But uh, I wish that that kind of had been a little bit longer. I don't know. That's one of my favorite parts of the game. So I wasn't really, you know, was I wasn't thrilled that that kind of just got cut a little bit. But I will say, and Matt, I'll let you go into this. Uh, I was curious as to how they would do Joel's injury. And I yeah. think I, I, I really liked how they did. Yeah, I was kind of waiting for that point to come because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, in the game, he falls off of a platform directly onto a yes. uh, a, a wooden jagged uh, wooden spike. I think it's a thing and, of rhubarb. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, rhubarb. Rhubarb, rhubarb, like rhubarb yeah. yeah, but in the show, he gets stabbed. And it's like what you said. They didn't really spend a lot of time at the university because in the game, if I remember, that is a pretty long section. Yes. Um, but, I, you know, they have so many limited episodes that they're, they're trying to fit, like, all the main story beats in here. And, and they did it. They did. They got what, you know, they got what we were waiting for. Um, but, yeah, him just, like, killing that guy. But, you know, to realize he got stabbed. But the thing was, what I loved about him is... Dude is, dude is gushing blood out, but he is still protecting Ellie. Like, he is still fighting to keep yes. consciousness to make sure that he and Ellie get on the horse and then get out of there. So it's, you know, once they once they get where they're going, but, you know, you know, Joel can't hold on much longer, so he collapses. And I just remember in the game, I think it just fades to black. <laughs> and you're just kind of, like, left with, oh, what happened? Um, but I, I do understand why they did what they did because you know that was a long fight sequence and it's, it's a game they they keep those fight sequences going on for like 10 minutes so but the show was you know so limited so just the, just the subtlety of he him getting stabbed was you know i was perfectly okay with that so now now let's look ahead because supposedly episode seven is going to be left behind yeah and that's that's the name of the episode that's it's going to focus entirely on the Left Behind DLC and the story of Ellie and her friend Riley. And I don't know about the three of you, but I'm incredibly excited for this episode because for the first, I played this past fall, I played Left Behind for the first time ever when Last of Us Part 1 came out. I had never played it when the game first came out, when it was remastered, I had never played it. And it is one of my favorite DLCs of all time, 100%. Uh, just because of again the great story that the the emotional character development that happens in it, um, I'm really excited for that. So what what is is there a part? I don't know. I, I would hope the three of you have all played Left Behind. If not, yeah, I have. You both need. You both need. You, all three. You need to get on it if you haven't. I have not. Uh, 
Oh my God, Thacker. All right, well, Thacker, that's your homework. For you to be on the episode next week, you need to play for Left Behind. That's your homework. You need to have Left Behind beaten next week to be on the episode. Don't we have but, enough games to be recording for? Absolutely not. We can always record well, more. Not that long. GameStop and Nintendo, I don't have Metroid. Look, I will, on the record, gladly say that GameStop is flawed with some of their new policies and shit like that. But that Bring is a back Nintendo thing. Then why was my pre-order accepted if they weren't going to have them on launch day? Anyways. Bring back Reggie. Doesn't matter. They're both at fault. Abolish GameStop. I'm just kidding. Don't abolish GameStop. We need we need Thacker to have employment still. So don't don't abolish GameStop. Yeah, I was about to say I need a job. I'm buying a house, man. Like, they, don't, they don't listen to this. They don't care anyway. The one episode <laughs> two, I get fired. Anyways, that is your homework. And Left Behind's like two hours long. You can beat it it's in a so day. Long. Calm down. It's anyways. <laughs> that's your homework to be on the episode next week. But for the two that have played it, because Matt, you've played it, correct? Mm-hmm. That's a lie. You haven't, have you? It did not sound very confident. That was not convincing whatsoever. Oh, I know the story. I just was waiting for y'all to on Thacker. I knew it. I, knew it. I, was just, I was just letting y'all go off on Thacker. I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have homework too, Kyle. There's a very good chance. It might just be me and you next week. Oh, Let's go. Pop it in. I will literally pop it in before we record for next week's episode. Okay, good, good. Make that effort because, one, it's worth playing. It's incredible, Desi. But you, I feel like you should know what's going on before, before the episode happens. Uh, Kyle, since apparently me and you are the only ones that aren't stupid, uh, Whoa. I'm just Ouch. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hey, you're the two stooges. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, between, I mean, Matt, between, do keep between, in mind, you and I are the ones who like usually fuck up most of the time. Between Orion, the ferrets, and Tabby, I'll let y'all pick whoever the third one is. Um, <laughs> oh, Lord. Hey, we just got the third ferret, too, man. You know what? I'm, I'm, just but, char- I'm just a Charlie Chaplin kind of guy. <laughs> What the fuck has happened to this episode? <laughs> no, this, this is off the rails, and I love it. Kyle, tell me what's something for Left Behind you're hoping to see. Oh man, I that again. I think I really want to see them portray Ellie's innocence. I think that that was where the last bit of you know Ellie's innocence was just kind of shattered before she was just completely thrust into this world of you know, chaos. What happens in Left Behind is such a beautifully tragic story. I agree. And I I just really, really hope that they are able to, you know, really portray Ellie as, you know, because it, it takes place a little bit after the outbreak, but Ellie hasn't really been through much. She hasn't really seen much. And, you know, that's kind of the beginning of her story. And... Honestly, that's that's what I want to see from it. I want to see, as messed up as that sounds, I want to see Ellie before she was broken, because I think well, that I think, that, I think know, that's good. Yeah, I'll tell you, I was going for like what scene would you want to see? I was gonna say I want to see the arcade stuff, but damn, Kyle, <laughs> sorry, Kyle. Kyle gave a deep answer. Jeez. Yeah, I was I was gonna say the carousel. Well, the thing is, you haven't played it, so, uh, <laughs> so you have no opinion, in my opinion. Uh, I'm just kidding. Well, 
I think that's a good spot to go ahead and call this episode before it goes any more off the hinges. Yeah. So, that is going to do it for this episode of Side Mission. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Side Mission Pod. You can follow us on Facebook as well at Side Mission Podcast. For all the boys, for Matt, for Factor, for Kyle, I'm Rusty. Thanks for listening.